Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweet Lady's Guide to Bro Culture. Uh, my name is Gina Bloom and this is the podcast where I, a transgender female comic, uh, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies to discuss their first experiences with some piece of bro culture. Usually a movie, not always. And uh, if you've been listening for the past few weeks, you know that we are deep within our salute to the Fast and Furious franchise. And we are exactly halfway through the extant films uh, with Fast Five. Fast Five released in 2011, starring the main cast of uh, Vin Diesel, uh, Paul Walker, and newly joined superstar The Rock in his debut appearance in the in the franchise. This particular film uh, was well liked by the critics, scoring a 77% Rotten Tomato meter reading, uh, and the critics were generally fairly kind, if not outright enthusiastic. Um, Sean O'Connell, The Washington Post, says, By shifting into a previously untapped gear, it delivers the most entertaining Fast and Furious adventure while also getting 2011's summer movie season off on the right lead foot. It hasn't been, it wasn't, rather, a, a universal acclaim. There were some, there were some detractors, um, such as Kyle Smith from the New York Post says, instead of a rumor, we get a knucklehead Ocean's Eleven. His <laughs> 1.5 out of 4 star review. That's a fairly accurate, uh, yeah. whether or not you like the movie or not, knucklehead Ocean's Eleven is a fairly accurate assessment. <laughs> Absolutely. Of, of that. It is a heist <laughs> film. It is a bunch of knuckleheads. Um, that is, that is, yeah, that's accurate. I can't argue with that, uh, Kyle Smith. Um, all right, so so we have two guests in the studio today, and uh, there has been a booking apocalypse in the city of Los Angeles this week. I've had to rebook this uh, particular episode a couple of times now, but I'm actually very excited because I think we've got some really, really good and cool guests uh, on the pod today. However, we are breaking the format because uh, no one's really an expert on this film, except for me. I know these films backwards and forwards, so... <laughs> I will be the I will be the bro for today, and so we have two newbies, uh, uh, one lady person, one one manly person, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a bro off. We're gonna see who becomes the bigger bro by the end of the episode. I I I have my suspicions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my first guest uh, is yet another newly transplanted New York comic. There are so many of us that moved uh, to LA in 2019. Yes. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing. We all should move to L.A. Uh, say hello to the lovely Steph Dack. Hello. Hello. Hi. I, I just got to know, what brought you to L.A.? This is There's so many of us that oh, moved in man. 2019. Um, what brought me to L.A.? Uh, a relationship I was trying to save. Um, fame, fortune, uh, seasonal depression, which seemed to follow me here. So it funny was enough, just clinical. Funny <laughs> enough, because... Because we taped these episodes slightly out of order, uh, the the we just actually taped uh, the episode for part six with Molly Rubin Long, who is another transplanted yes. New York comic, yeah. and she said seasonal depression as well. Yeah. So seasonal depression and the TV industry yeah. seem to be the, the top <laughs> answers. TV industry brought me here. Seasonal depression brings everyone else here. Um, yeah, that's that's us. Here we are. So how are you liking LA so far? Um, well, funny enough, I don't drive, um, so it's... That makes it hard. 
Yeah, I've been taking the bus, which is it makes it very hard. A disaster. Yeah, it's just a disaster. Um, I think I I think I need to stay a little bit longer to kind of determine what I feel about LA. Mm-hmm. But I because I, I'm really missing New York right now. I get that. You I know? I have I have the luxury of uh of a day job that allows me to work from home. Yeah. So I have been in the eight or nine months since I've been in LA. I went back to New York in. August, November, and December. So yeah. I haven't really had the chance to get homesick for the place because I keep going back. And I'll be back again in April. So Yeah. Once um, it gets warm out, I'll go back. And then I'll delude myself into thinking it's always warm out. It's always nice. You feel about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. And uh, coming uh, from the windy, fucking very cold city of Chicago, where I went to school briefly at the Columbia College. Oh. Um he is the producer of the Spitfire Comedy Show, and he's visiting uh, L.A. by Quinston, so I brought him on to discuss Fast Five. Say hello to the lovely Michael Martin. Well, hello, hello. Michael, how, how are you liking L.A. as a, as, as a visitor? I, I like the sun, I must say. Seasonal depression is big with me, too, and it's been cloudy and cold in Chicago for over 20 years, so it's been, yeah, uh, it's yeah. been nice to come here instead and get a little vitamin D and uh, sit in different traffic. Different traffic, Different absolutely. Traffic. Yep. Still <laughs> shitty. Yep. No, I remember Chicago. I didn't I'm a drive. Season trafficker. Yeah, I didn't drive when I lived in Chicago, but I remember it looking like shit. Oh, absolutely. And I, I have driven quite a bit in New York, and it is definitely shit. It's not like any of those cities are pleasant to drive in. No, I'd say Chicago's on par with LA traffic-wise, actually. Interesting. I think right. so. They're both nightmares. They are both nightmares. I I would probably have to agree with that. All right, Steph. Um, yeah. I want to talk about our first impressions, and then we're going to get into like uh, sort of a plot summary. But as someone coming cold to the Fast sure. franchise, give me your first impressions having just watched Fast Five. Yeah. So I should preface by saying I didn't watch one through four. Yeah. Uh, I never will. And yeah. um, absolutely. And I and I don't have a license. So in many ways I hate cars. Um <laughs> so I'm the perfect person for this. Absolutely. I can only imagine that the script of this movie was five pages because there's no dialogue. <laughs> it's literally just action. Yeah. And the shots are happening so fast you actually don't know what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, from my brief stint in film school, I thought a film had to have a plot and interesting characters. Oh, uh, no, no, not when you have the fucking rock on your roster. You don't have to do anything. It's it's it was the worst. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. I I was so upset when I saw that it had the higher reviews of all the. I was like, how bad are the other movies? And I'll never watch to find out. But it was bad. Pound for pound, it was. Fast Five is the most acclaimed film in this series. So if you don't like Fast Five, I promise you will like nothing else It's in probably this because yeah. people liked looking at Rio. People yeah, were like, oh, that's yeah. fun. There's there's a little bit of that. And like Gal Gadot is like in a bathing suit in one scene. Well, <laughs> yes. And so she can get the handprint from on, on the her cartel ass. guy. Yes, on her ass. Yes. She, just like can... a very convoluted way to get a fingerprint. Like yes. it's just, it was bad. Yeah, it's... <laughs> All right, uh, Michael Martin, your your first impression on Fast Five. I mean, yeah, I watched one and seven. I think both of those might have been a little bit better. Uh, one was more like a drama, which I kind of liked because they had to introduce the whole plot of yeah, like, being an artist. Yeah, the the first film is very different. It's, yeah, it's basically uh, like a crime 
drama about a bunch of street punks that steal DVDs, steal DVD players uh, for a living. And they all have cars. And or? They all, well, they they they're street racers. Um, but yep. it, there's like some like measure of realism because they live in shitty houses and like they have to actually work a job to pay right. for their cars. And you know the plot is like, oh no, I wrecked my car. What am I going to do? It the plot is not. I have to take down the cartel by dragging the safe through the streets of Rio <laughs> for 20 minutes. And then smash cars with it. And then yeah, smash, smash cars, cars with it. They're the also safe. just yes. in like a safe house for the entire movie and it's like unclear. Like yeah. how... Nobody ever finds it really. No, uh, it's like. Yeah. It's okay. There's just a how huge did you guys... city block of a, of a safe house for no reason. The fascinating thing about this franchise is that it's the most convoluted, complicated series of movies that have zero plot. <laughs> 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 somehow, somehow it takes you takes you an hour to describe what you just saw, but nothing actually happens except for you know, cars fall off bridges. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's, it's such a strange dichotomy. Out of trains. Well, I yes. also just like how they tried to make this one a heist film, and um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like it. Do you guys watch Rick and Morty? A little bit. There was, they recently came out with a, uh, an episode called Heist World, and it's all about how in every heist movie, there's just that scene where they're assembling the crew, yeah. and they're like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Like, <laughs> that was like the entire act two of Fast yeah. and Furious 5, was just like them assembling. trust each other completely. And yes. then they're just, ra- they're, they're like trying to come up with a plan to steal money, but they're really just racing cars <laughs> in a giant safe house. Yeah. Like what? Right. And how are they trying to beat the camera? What did they did they even explain that? If they did, I missed it. So I, there's like okay, so I'm gonna get to the plot summary in a bit, but like for the best I can tell, it's not super clear. Yes, there's <laughs> there's like there's like a the cameras are on some kind of rotational like schedule, so um. they have to drive ahead of the camera so that they don't get seen because they're they're trying to break into a police station, so they're trying to drive ahead of the camera so they don't get busted by the camera before they can get to their rendezvous point to steal the giant safe. I make that crystal right. clear. So use, yes. so using a car seems like the... Yeah. You're trying the, to outdrive time. The, su- the most subtle time. way. Yes. <laughs> the most subtle way. <laughs> to right. break in. Yeah. Right. You're, you're using a car to drive ahead of Low a camera. Key. Like, don't run. Garage. Don't run. Let's get a fast car. Yeah, and absolutely, before you actually do that, by the way, drag racing cop cars. Yes. <laughs> That's what they decided was cars. the best way yeah. to start this crime. Yes, absolutely. Like, we have to drag race in cars that we stole from the police to break into the police station. No one's going to notice. They're so extra. They'll know we're good guys. Like, they'll know we mean well. It's almost as if you guys aren't buying the plot. What What plot? (laughs) Show me a plot. All right. So I'm going to do that right now. Let's let's set the stage um, for Fast Five. All right. So before I get to that, I need to explain what has happened up until this point. So in the previous four films... We have we we met Dominic Toretto and and Brian. Uh, I can't remember his last name because his character is very is very like nondescript. Walker. Yes, yes, exactly. Brian Walker. And they um, so they meet in the first film. Brian is an undercover cop to bust uh, Vin's uh, team, as it's known back then, of of drag racing uh, thieves. They're stealing DVD players and they're doing heists, and then. Um, He's he's exposed to the cop, and then like for a few films, they explore other characters. They go to Miami, and that's where Paul Walker meets uh, Tyrese, and we 
that's where that character relationship comes from. And then we go to Japan for God knows what reason for Tokyo Drift. <laughs> of course. And meet completely different characters. They wanted to go to Japan. They wanted right. to go to the Japan. The actors' wives were like, we want to go to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> what like, can you do? All right, yes. we'll dick around for a yeah. month and shoot a movie. Why not? We'll <laughs> just call it Fast and Furious. That's <laughs> where we're introduced to the character of Han, who has you know not a whole lot to do. But Han they're... Solo, by the, by the way, is his yes. name. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Wait, is that the Asian guy? The Asian guy, Sun Kang. He does nothing in the His movie. name is Han Solo. He flirts yeah. with Gal Gadot. Okay, but, Pretty here, much. but here's here's the crazy part. His character dies at the end of, of part three. This is what my boyfriend said, and I was yes. confused. Yes. So oh, he's what, a zombie in five. So what happens is that the director of that film was like a school friend of the actor, Sung Kang, that plays Han. So he wants to bring him back into the franchise, so he travels the franchise back in time <laughs> so that part four takes place chrono- <laughs> chronologically before... Part five does, and part three. So part three is basically chronologically after part six is right. what he's saying because that character of Han appears in parts he, three, four, five. And he six. pulled a Star Wars. Does they, did they think they're Star Wars? Star Wars at yeah. least tried. Yeah, yeah, he pulls he pulls a Star Wars. He he rewinds the chronology, except that it's still 2011, 2013, 2015, and Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift takes place in 2006 demonstrably. So somehow. Technology evolves and then devolves <laughs> by the time. It would make sense to me that they're all zombies because again yeah. they're all asleep <laughs> yeah. in yes. the movie. It would explain the the slow talking, yeah, yeah. the slow acting, the slow everything except so, for the cars. So the years don't chronologically change, but the plot does. The plot kind of does. So we're yeah. clear. Just okay. so we can bring back Sung Kang, you know, who's like a school buddy of the director. That's but, pretty much it. But was the did the director change? Like, if he knew he was his buddy, why didn't why did he kill the him off in the first place? Well, because they when they made Tokyo Drift, they didn't know if the franchise was going to continue. Oh. It was like it was kind of like a last ditch. Like the franchise was on its last legs, and then um, and then what happened was Vin Diesel left the franchise because he thought he was too big of a star, and then he went and <laughs> did a bunch of movies that flopped, and they got oh, yeah. him back for part four. And then the then the same director from part three came along. And he's like, but wait, I want my buddy Sun King to still be in this thing. So I'm going to fuck with the time. And they're like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. You That's can do that. so funny. Vin oh Diesel's in that movie where he was a babysitter. Yeah. The yeah. Pacifier. The right pacifier. <laughs> yeah. So like that was the stuff that like. A way better movie than Fast Five, <laughs> by the way. Much, Vin yeah. thought he was hot shit. So he does Talks a pacifier. That one. Yes. Yes, and Hollywood was like, "Sorry, we already have The Rock. Like, yeah. there's we have we nothing have to cast you. In. You're fine. Yeah, go back. And Drive then, cars, talk slow. so they reunite. The main characters reunite for for part four, Fast and Furious, and then they want to do a fifth part. So they basically kind of reboot the series at that point. They've got all of their main characters. They've got like Tyrese Gibson and like Ludacris, and they've got you know, the the two main guys. And so, like, all right, so the car racing thing is kind of out. What are we going to do next? So they decide to do a heist movie. And in part four, they took down a cartel. In part five, they take down a different cartel. Mm-hmm. So they're, yep. they're guys taking down cartels. And then that brings us to part five. And that's where we are. So Does it? <laughs> Does it bring it, us to part they, five? I hope you'll just leave it at that. Stop asking questions. I yeah. Think that's yeah. Well, the thing is, like, the movie was made for 14-year-old boys. Like, oh, so, yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're watching it. There's literally a poop scene in this film. There's a scene where poop explodes yes. Yes. in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, 
oh, this is for 14-year-old boys. Right. The, the poop explodes as a as a That's distraction right. so they can do the heist. Again? So they can, so they can did they have the to make poop in the same way that they didn't need to steal cars and drive it into a police station? Did they have to make poop explode in a bathroom as a distraction? I mean, if you want to keep quiet, yeah. Maybe get yeah. the sprinklers to go off. Maybe have a woman cry. Maybe, like, do something a little That's more too much subtle. attention. Draws too much yeah. attention. They're just... You need to explode a toilet. You I'm need... Gonna... I'm gonna it's the say, only logical solution. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna agree with Michael. In the movie, in this movie's world, the exploding toilet is the only correct answer. In this film's world, right? That's... I mean, it goes along with the rest of the logic, right? So yes, yes. The exploding what if we toilet. What blew up poop and broke in? <laughs> I I would love right, if in like 200 years this this franchise was taught in like film school and it had some crazy deeper meaning that we're like it's like actually a metaphor for like class disruption in like Brazil <laughs> like through the lens of like feminism and like car racing and I would have, love that they have problems with like their water filtration systems so maybe yeah. the, the broken up it's literally Paris that. the parasite of of like <laughs> Of car movies. <laughs> After this podcast, we should start a time capsule. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I agree. I agree. This, I, Steph, you could be onto something. This could this could be the, the I'm writing a think piece it. about Fast I'm going to leave this for my grandchildren when I pass away. Yes. Yeah. Read this and study. Or watch this and study, please. Bust this society wide open. I'm going to show them for what the hypocrites that they are with Fast Five. <laughs> fast Five. You must you must watch this and break it down for us. We all yes. read Fast Five to our kids as a bedtime yes. story. Absolutely. It's like climate change. We're like underwater water you know we're like on a raft and oh, we're like absolutely. we gotta tell you about fast five <laughs> so, so. the citizen kane of the 2010s yeah. <laughs> oh it's wonderful all right um just to quickly get through the the plot summary so that we can move on to this lively discussion they all come together in brazil um to do a job because um God, why the fuck did they do this again? Because they needed money. They needed money. So because I think they're broke throughout the whole movie, even though they don't look like Because they're it. on the run from part four um, after they had defeated the cartel. And what happens is that they end up getting ensnared with the cartel because they steal cars from a moving train that has that has like some way to like access the drug money that he has stashed around Brazil. Like there's some chip in the fucking GPS or something like that. Which he had to put in the car. Which he had absolutely. to put in the car. Yeah. Where else would you? Which looks like a basic flash drive. Right. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> very complicated. It's, yet a, also it's very literally simple. a floppy disk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot the of really old ones for like nothing at all. Just sort of in the in the grand tradition of this thing. Saved it in a DOS program. <laughs> so, so basically, they want to get revenge on this guy because he's bad. And he threatens their lives, and he tries to kidnap uh, Dom's uh, sister, and so they want to take him down. So they develop this idea that they're going to set his money on fire (laughs) so that he consolidates it in one place so that they can then steal it, except where he consolidates it is in a giant safe inside of, of a police station. Yes. And then, and then they're like, oh, this is terrible. Let's not do this. And then they're like, but we have to. And then they're like, okay, I guess we'll do it then. <laughs> There's, the stakes are so low. Like every time they're like, we shouldn't yeah. do it. Someone's like, we should. And they're like, okay. Right. Yeah, Tyrese is like, this is insane. I'm not going to be a part of this. And Tom's like, no, we do doing it. And Tyrese is like, all right. He's like, oh. well, when you put it that way, how could I argue? <laughs> Someone was on the debate team. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 
I see your point. Yes, we should. But what if we still did? Yeah. Well, yeah. checkmate. He's gotten on that one, Toretto. <laughs> Uh, then they attract the attention of The Rock, uh, Luke Hobbs, uh, FBI agent extraordinaire, who's also fighting the cartel. And then they end up in a three-way battle between the FBI, the cartel, and the fast uh, crew slash family. And then there's a heist involved. And then, you know, Hobbs joins forces with Toretto to, like, take down the man. Right, because, yeah, Reyes's Reyes, Reyes men kill part of Hobbs's guys. And yeah. It takes like one cop. death for him to be like, I'll join the other I'll side. Join the other right. side. I'm giving up the law. But but then, but then, but then he rejoins the law at the end. He's like, all right, I get, I'll give you five minutes to get the hell out of yeah. here. Yeah, pretty much. After you've saved the day. I'm going to count to 10 and close my eyes. He literally, they, I want to meet the writer of this movie because the there last, one. I don't the, the, yeah, it be? was an AI generated thing <laughs> from like a 14 year old boy's journal. Pretty much. It was, um, Dwayne the Rock goes to Vin Diesel, I'll be seeing you. And then Vin Diesel <laughs> smiles. He goes, no, you won't. And then they just drive off and the movie ends. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but then but then and there's that's how like, every movie in this And then there's like does. the post credit scene. The, well, right. Which you don't understand that that's actually Vin's girlfriend who died in part four. But then she's alive. So right. that sets up part six. It's a whole thing. Like I said, it's a lot to unpack. And a then lot. After after the film that you saw, it goes on and gets even dumber. It gets even more <laughs> wonderfully dumb because then, yeah, because then like the Oscar winners start to show up. You get like Helen Mirren and Charlize Theron. No, Helen Mirren. They did not put Helen Mirren Helen in Mirren Fast and Furious. Two of these movies, by the she way, she is. She's in. What part, do they have on her? She's in seven, and I forgot. She's in part eight uh, as the mother of the villain, and then she's in Hobbs and Shaw as the mother of the That's villain. That's so. So upsetting. is Hobbs and Shaw nine? Hobbs and Shaw is like a side. Ways like is it the off? ninth Fast and Furious movie? It's the though? ninth they've made, yes. But think there's... about how much money has gone into this franchise, and All like people yeah. in Flint, Michigan, still don't have clean water. Yeah, absolutely. But Puerto we're Rico we're still we're making sure. Fast and Furious forty seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so upset right now. When, when, right? Why? Why did Fast and Furious become like the new police academy when... with cars? I just I don't understand. All right, we're gonna watch the trailer to Fast Five. Uh, and again, the audio is live, so feel free to ridicule. Uh, you guys seem very impressed by the film. <laughs> I love this movie. I'm going to say I it. I feel bad because I know a lot you of people probably worked really it, hard on this like, thing. <laughs> you know, whatever. That's fine. They made a lot of money. Like yeah, Everyone fair. was well compensated. We can. You guys cannot like I it. I don't feel bad. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it was it's a waste of my fucking life. It's the Midwestern in me that I'm like, oh, no, was I too mean? Here's <laughs> <laughs> really a casserole. Hard. I'm very sorry. It's really the New Yorker to be like, pay me back for my entire HBO subscription yeah. that I've had for 10 years. <laughs> and I'm like, here's an apology green bean casserole. I'm so sorry. It's my Aunt Helen's recipe. It's so good. You know, they, they made millions. Trust me. They're fine. They're Everyone's fine. Everyone involved in this is never has to work again. Minus Paul Walker. too rich to have well, he doesn't ever have to. Yes, minus Paul, obviously, <laughs> yes. But he right. died in like a $200,000 car. So, like, yeah, he, he did die in a car crash. accident. Yes, yeah. he was doing fine That's um, until that happened. All right, we're going to watch the trailer to Fast Five coming right up just a sec. So, I see you've all met. <laughs> What's this all about? This longest line. Yeah, man, why'd you drag us halfway around the world? Why, like, as if they don't know. We got a job. And who paid for their flight tickets? They're they like, they're like, what could we possibly be doing here? We'll be in and out before they even know we're here. We're talking about breaking into a police station. <laughs> this is crazy. This is a hundred million dollars. <laughs> you say what? 
I am down. That was a monologue for him. That was seven <laughs> words. <laughs> that would be a state of the He had to be like, this is a line? Line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're such strong, like, archetypes. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Let them get in the cars. Like the ex-Navy SEAL who won't back down. Oh no, they're in cars. We just went from the middle of the most Of course, there's women the dancing. Top. No yeah. context. Yeah, I'll get over there. You gotta keep running now. Running ain't freedom. <laughs> you should know that. <laughs> I know that too. Oh, wow. I remember. <laughs> went from Mission Impossible to Mission and Freakin' Sanity. Wow, was that a real line right in the movie? Really Mission knows. Freakin' Insanity. The whole thing's <laughs> This was all just like a UCB, like, yes. <laughs> sketch. They all took UCB 101 and 201. Let's make it. But not today. Uh, Paul Walker's so hot, though. I will give him that. He's a pretty man. They also, they survive this. They jump thousands they of feet jump, into yes. water, and then they just go for a fucking swim. That's physics, Steph. That's they have, like, they have one of those, like, flamingo floaties. <laughs> <laughs> they have, the, like, the shoulder like influencers. <laughs> I just, that trailer just reminded me that there is a line in the movie when Vin, uh, no, Dwayne is first, The Rock is first introduced, and he goes, two things. <laughs> One, and then he says something stupid like, go get me a file. Or, I need a translator. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know why I'm doing an Italian voice. <clears throat> and then he goes, two, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I, I, I laughed so hard. I laughed when I saw that last so night. hard. <laughs> I was like, I could have written this movie. It's amazing. They I should mean, have done this whole movie with just Larry David as every character. I mean, to get everybody just else. Insulting got... his own movie. Yeah. What? Where did we get these cop cars from? I'm going to break into a police station with cop cars. And say, like, I can't even do a Larry David. My lord, I could just see him complaining about it, and the movie would be like 13 hours long. We're in Rio. Why are we doing eyes? <laughs> you know how expensive it is to shoot here every day? I need more crafty. <laughs> We're attacking cars with a safe now. What happened to guns? You know. You're going a little Bernie Sanders, <laughs> and I'm actually bit. really I mean, okay with it. They're kind of, I mean, you they're know. They're the same. In yeah, the, six in much, one half dozen of the other. Bernie yeah. Sanders is to Larry David what Vin Diesel is to The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. a direct correlation. Yeah, pretty much. I, they, you know, I think. They should do a buddy movie. I, absolutely. Well, I was oh, say, Bernie, that'd be absolutely. amazing buddy cop movie. Yes, mm -hmm. yes absolutely. The four of them. Yeah, yeah, the four. Like Bernie and Larry could be like the old retired cops that are teaching Vin and The Rock how to like be uh, their old school cop, you know, personas. Right. I love that. I we like should that. we should pocket that and yeah. sell it. Well, we know yeah. we know they're all listening to the to the <laughs> absolutely hey, yes. We know you're listening. <laughs> Bernie, we're all Bernie's feeling the burn for us. Yeah, absolutely. I also love that Ludacris was in this movie, but like actually had no like what who was he in the movie? He was like the tech guy. He's a tech guy. Yeah, and he's introduced. Like he puts a tracker on a car. Right. Right. He's introduced in Too Fast, Too Furious as like the mechanic. But by the time his character evolves in the eighth movie, he's the world's greatest computer hacker. Yeah. Like, I, now I'm there yeah. remembering, there's just one scene where he's under the car and the car drives away and he goes, 
got it. Yep. <laughs> and he like puts a tracker on it. It's like, yeah, I could have done that. I think if anybody says more than eight words in a row in this movie, they die. I think that's <laughs> yeah. what, like an unwritten yeah. rule yeah. that's in the movie. Like, if you speak too long, we're just going to blow you up, just so you know. Right. So make it fast. That mean they have and furious. <laughs> and furious. furious. Well, that or sleepy. One of the, yeah. one of the two. They're not very furious. They are. They, yeah, they are no tired. One, though. Yeah, no one's like. There's no emoting in the movie. Everyone's kind of baseline, like meh. Yeah, pretty much. It's just big tough guys like, that are acting big and tough. Like and Paul sleepy. Walker is a. I'm sorry because he's dead, but bad act. Like what? Well, it, yeah, he's he's, he's just not acting. He's, not good. he's just yeah. in the movie. He's an extra with lines. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's pretty, so he's in there for that, and uh, he's got those nice eyes and uh, really nice eyes. He does, he does a pretty good job in the first movie. I think after that, though, they're like, eh, you could just hang out. Yeah, he's Paul Walker. We'll just have him here. He's good. They were like, we're making money up. That movie is just like funneling in money. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they don't have it's to do anything. Down. Not really. I think they kind of tried in seven. I mean, they tried with ridiculous things like driving off a plane and yeah, from one hotel yeah. to another that then, cost ten million dollars. Right. And then in part eight, they bring on like an actual like nuclear submarine to like crash through oh, ice. For the love of God! Yeah. Is eighth? Wait, it was eighth the last one. Eighth the last. Eighth the last main one that has come out. But they Hobbs had and Hobbs Shaw's and Shaw. Not canon, right? Hobbs and Shaw. It's canon, but it's like, but it's side not. Canon. It's like side canon. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. Spin it's like Rogue One. one. Are they releasing another? Yes. Probably. Yes. For it, sure they're May going 20, to. May 22nd, if Fuck F9 comes out. It's called F9? It's called F9, yes. I, love, I also love how they keep trying to change they the titles. fucking with the titles. They're like, they Fast and really Furious do. 1, Fast 5, F9. <laughs> the next one's just like, we don't give a shit. Fast, fast, fast. Yeah, it's just like, that. pay for this fucking movie. <laughs> like, I don't care. The next one after that should just be called, here's another one. Yeah. yeah. Here's another Fast and Furious. This is, this is the franchise that has no respect for chronology. No. no respect for yeah. its its like naming this titling yeah. conventions. <laughs> nope. The twelfth one's just like, what did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what do you want us to say? The Rock and Dom are like sixty years old, just like, oh, are we still doing this? Yeah, we family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, can't argue with that. <laughs> we we have to drive the most there's, expensive cars in the world off of anything. There's also that. There's also that character that um, Vin Diesel like kicks out of the group because he like backstabs them, oh, and, yeah, then he, and then he and then he brings him yeah. back in, and you just goes he goes uh you hungry yeah <laughs> good because you're saying grace and i was like <laughs> that was such a quick resolution to the problem i wanted a long conversation about like sandwiches or something after that. <laughs> yeah. you're hungry we got pastrami we also got corned beef we have mortadella cheese too the guy's like we have to go and we he's have, like we have a heist then we Come have on. steak and ribeye <laughs> He goes, like, all right, I'm say more. <laughs> all right, so, so we installed a deli in the car. So, so Michael, you you have you have, on this podcast you have proposed a a, a Bernie Sanders, Larry David version, and now we have an all lunch meat version, yeah. which I'm all for. It's just like sponsored by like a corner bodega. Yeah. Fats, fa- Fast and Furious, and Katz's Delicatessen. Yes, the investors are for this movie are just like delis. <laughs> like, like Hyundai. Yeah, Fast and Furious is just a really nice brisket. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cook it up, cook it up fast, cook it up furious. Cook it on yes. those hot engines, you know. Oh, you got to do something with them. Just falls wow. right off the bone. Yes, <laughs> God, such a fucking dumb movie. <laughs> it's a stronger plot than what we just watched. Dude, if there was, if they like opened a restaurant in the fifth, like they just were like, our next heist, we're opening a deli. And I would have to drive eighty miles an hour through the drive-through. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that is, is that 
the deli. You drove too fast to get the sandwich again. <laughs> we're, we're shrinking the we're shrinking the stage, unfortunately. So we have it, it could be a deli, but it have to be. Like a deli on On Mars. a cliff, yeah. yeah. Like on yeah. a cliff on Mars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only yeah, way that would make sense. It takes place like 50 years in the future. They're like 100 yeah. and they're making deli food in, on Mars. <laughs> yes. They're like, the producer's like, we found a way to make this movie very cheap. And every, and all the investors are like, no, here's $400 million. Find a way to make it yes. expensive. Drive on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Put it on With Mars. With pastrami, please. With all the deli meats. Absolutely. <laughs> New planet, new yes. family. And then, and then, and because you know, we'll just we'll just add like Mahershala Ali and a bunch of other Oscar winners because absolutely. that's what we do. I mean, Meryl just, Streep, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, absolutely. This. Meryl Streep should. Be she'll in voice the, the car. Yes. She'll voice. Oh god, we got like a magnet. Or she'll be. No, she'll now. be like when you pull up to the drive-through and they, you just hear the voice of what you want to order. It's just Meryl Streep's voice. Amazing. I know she would absolutely do it. Oh why, yeah. Why did yeah. Helen Mirren do it? She's doing fine, isn't she? She's so, having fun, maybe. So the, like she did it as a bit. So, so the scuttle, the scuttlebutt. <laughs> like this, this came up on a previous episode. The, the, the rumor is, is that Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel are close friends, and they play Dungeons and Dragons together. Helen Mirren plays Dungeons and Dragons. With I knew Vin, Vin Diesel. Did. Yeah. Wow. So they play D and D together. And wow, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> I would pay anything to watch that game. That's a better. The documentary of just them, just the two of them playing D and D. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. I'd watch yeah. that. I Absolutely. didn't know people really played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, I got I, a bunch of friends. That still I do. thought it was like yeah. a myth, like in like Stranger Things, and like no, and like <laughs> in the upside down, they also play yeah. D and D. Since I've become a podcaster, I've met so many, so many women that have. Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons podcasts. They I know a lot of female comics that play. Yeah. I want to connect me with these people. Yeah, I, I, I want to have a whole there's, roster. There's a, there's a bunch of Chicago comics that play. I'll move to Chicago. I want to play. Yeah. I want to go deep in the dark like depths of the Dungeons and Dragons. You like the universe. Paul Walker trying to break up yes. the D and D ring of Chicago. <laughs> if if <laughs> then you, know, you join it. If you know Allison Klemp from New York, she runs a D and D podcast. Huh. So. There you go. That's, Very interesting. That's where it starts. And it's a fun game if you don't take it too seriously. Yeah, and uh, and I I think and she she she's gonna hear this. She might dis- she might correct me, but I think the producer of my network also plays D and D. Kate Molenauer. So Kate, if you're listening, I hope I got that right. I know you do a lot of like dorky dude things, and I'm pretty sure you also play D and D. Doesn't get much more dorky dude thing than that. She also really loves this franchise. When I told her we're doing all nine movies, she like freaked out. Wait, like, but so do you love this franchise? I absolutely do. I know you guys are shitting on it, but I it's love fun this. to watch. I it's love these movies. I don't take them seriously. Do you at just all. like love action m- movies? No, not in general. I don't. Um, what I like about this franchise is that it is really dorky. Uh, yeah, it, it is, is real, and I I appreciate it's like clunkiness and mm-hmm. like it's like both like really homoerotic and also like <laughs> really like innocent at the same time because it's so like. We're family, and like they, they keep saying it over and over again, as if when just, you're here, you're family. Yeah, it's yeah. just an Olive Garden it's the, movie. The whole thing's an Olive Garden. It's, ad. it's the most expensive Olive Garden ad <laughs> of all time, and like I know it sucks, but like I I didn't grow up on just action movies. I grew up on just appreciating movies that are just bad, right? Uh, or they're objectively bad. So like that's where I learned to do comedy was just like like mystery right. science theater three thousand type stuff. Like I love I indulge in bad like content like i love bad teen movies i'll yeah. watch 600 bad teen movies in a day and i like enjoyed the bad parts of this movie i just wish like 
it didn't seem like they knew how bad it was, I guess. You oh, know? I thought they were kind of self-aware. I think they're kind way. of aware. In fact, let's um let's play a clip here and see how aware they are. This is where um this is where the Rock and Vin Diesel get into one of their close quarter staring contests and <laughs> grunt at each other for a minute. And let's judge how self-aware of the shittiness they are. If they made out, I would have given it five stars. Absolutely. Absolutely 100%. I would like, pay a lot of money to see them make all out. All the tension in the franchise would be gone. Yeah. And it feels like at any moment they're going to make out and then they just cut away before it happens. It feels you like look they're like just... me, but with a goatee. <laughs> I love you. Because I, I, I love you. me. Because yes. I love me because I'm family. <laughs> he just looks in the mirror every morning. He goes, I'm family. <laughs> <laughs> like boosts him up every morning. It's like his. Uh, it's like his. His self, morning mantra. His morning mantra. I'm family. All right. <laughs> Let's play this clip. <laughs> we still can't hold on. All right. Oh my god. I can't. Even. Even the first image is just fucking hilarious. Hold on. <laughs> oh yeah. Kiss. Kiss. Is. Kiss. You're a long way from home. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't try to use our accent, sir. He practiced that in the mirror. In the he practiced that in the mirror for like days. He was like Brazil. 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 He got they got like they got him like a language instructor to teach him how to say Brazil. <laughs> just, there's no Arvin, just on, go ahead. It's a lot of heat. Why are they so close? Vin Diesel always has a sexual smile on. He He's, does. Yeah. Soon, Toretto. Looking forward to a cop. <laughs> Could we overdub this scene with like a love song? <laughs> Absolutely. Like Kissing yeah. You by we Desiree? Should, That'd we be should, amazing. We yeah. should redub all the Fast and Furious with, with, yeah, with just I'll quit my day job to do it. I would pay to see that. <laughs> that was so... That was more romantic than any porn I've ever watched. That, okay. Yeah, pretty much. There are so many levels. There's there's so much homoeroticism just in like this, just this. It's a it's a it's a novella. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. scene. It, it's a telenovela. That's what that is. Like yeah. it's very in a way it's very soap opery. It's, like, it's true. Yeah, they they have to get as I'm further away from my microphone right now than they are from each <laughs> other's from lips. Each other's, yes. Yep. Like absolutely. Yes, they can they can smell what each other had for lunch and it <laughs> makes them excited. Like uh. I like your breath. It's spearmint. <laughs> Mine's also spearmint. Mine's also spearmint. That yeah, makes us fan. <laughs> Ice the, the bar for family is so low here. And with every passing movie, it just less and less. He goes, you ever in Pittsburgh? I was once in Pittsburgh. <laughs> We're family. It's like, man, you just have way too many relatives. So your Christmas list must be a You have a nose? Yeah. I've got a nose. <laughs> We're family. Voldemort's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're nose family. We're nose family. There's, yeah, there's a scene where he's like, there's always room for more family. <laughs> yep. He says that to the guy that he like fired 20 minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. That Vince guy, I think. The yeah. stakes Vince, are yeah. so low. They're so low. Yeah. The Vince, the, and then Vince summarily dies. And then, like, Dom basically... That guy dies? The one yeah. that double-crossed yeah. them or whatever? He gets shot, he gets shot guys, yeah. and then Vince says... Or Vin says he's basically going to take care of the guy's kid. Yeah. And then the guy's kid just disappears. Like, it just... It, it's never mentioned. Did he have it? Was he in previous movies, too? Because yes, yes. He oh, was he in, was. He's in the first one. He's he's the guy in the first one. He's... The, he's so there's, like, a gang in the first one that, that Toretto runs. This, like, this booster gang. And he's the one that hates uh, 
Paul Walker's character because he has a crush on Jordana Brewster. Mm. And he suspects Paul Walker being a cop, which he's correct about, which he mentions in the right. film a couple of times. And, um, yeah, so there's, like, so like there's this constant, like, tension. And he's the one, and I'll always love him for it, he's the one that first calls Paul Walker the buster. So you'll hear you'll hear Paul Walker referred to repeatedly as the Buster in this franchise because he was a cop because he was because he was like he was a punk they they didn't think he was a good street racer when he first started he was like he was a bad driver so he's he's a, he's a Buster he's too cleaned Ooh. up for the yeah. streets yeah yeah he's too pretty too, too pretty. pretty didn't trust him he's a Buster he's a cop cops can't drive yeah <laughs> people it, think it's women but it's really cops it's really, it's really cops, cops. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a you have a woman cop. You're just fuck. Oh my god! Yeah. No, they just drive in reverse. Lady cops. <laughs> Asian lady cops. Like, yeah. Asian <laughs> lady cops. Absolutely. They sit in the back wheels. seat yeah. and just wait for someone else <laughs> yeah. to start driving. No wheels. Nothing. The worst of the bunch. All right, <laughs> we're running a little out of time. I do want to talk about the big action climax because, uh, which one? The big one where they're dragging the safe through the oh, streets yeah. the of, safe attack. Of, of Brazil. So, I literally blacked out in the scene. <laughs> they all did. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they steal the safe. And by stealing the safe, they means they link up steel cables to it and they drag it through the streets. Now, they've established that this thing weighs like 20 or 30 tons. But yet, they've got these two cars. Yep. Amazing bumpers. Amazing reinforced bumpers. And they're driving like ninety miles an hour, dragging a twenty-ton safe. I don't understand. Like, I think they proved this to be true in MythBusters. Oh, like they, they did. Said that was one hundred. No, they- not in this. <laughs> say, not your that, grandma's that, bumpers. That seems, that <laughs> they got him in jail with heart attacks. Yeah, uh, and then they and then they drive through the streets of uh, Rio without I killing anyone. Right. Without well, we'll no t- traffic. We don't know. Well, no, there's lots of trucks because they, they, they they're knocking cop cars oh, off. Right. But there's not yeah, a, you, all the all the drivers are just cops. No civilian though gets knocked off. No, yeah. they manage to like Tetris through it. They manage to Tetris through it. Like they drag that safe through like a bank branch. And <laughs> yeah, and it destroy was the entire building. Everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. We yeah. didn't hurt anybody. They're it's like, like, it's GTA Brazil. This is Brazil. Brazil. They know better. I want him to say that in every movie, and it just gets more and more offensive. The next movie, he's like, "It's China," and he just like says it in like a weird Chinese accent. He like every that's so funny. He pitched that, and they're like in the Pacifier Two, and they're like, "We're not making that movie." Yeah, yeah, we're not. He's like, "I'm going back to Fast and Furious." Yelling countries at little kids. That's all I'm gonna do. (laughs) I'm done with this Pacifier. It's India, and they're like, "No, stop it." Vin Diesel's really a racist. He, he, he just loves to try out accents. That's it. That's, that's what he he's does. He's just trying to like update his backstage. He's really like, sad. He's doing his Jimmy Stewart. And it's really bad. Yeah, no, he's, he's just like he's like an '80s stand-up. He's like he's just. Oh God. What's the deal with Chinese people? Why they talk like this? Like, it's a deal with Brazil. Why Brazil. none of them family? You know what I mean? Brazilian familia. <laughs> Ben, that's not in the script. What are you doing? Oh my goodness! All right, all right. Um, we don't have time for the for the third clip. It's fine. It's a little bit of context on that on that heist scene, but I think we I think we, I think we know what's going on. I think we we we, we, we all we know that it. none of us know what's going on. Yeah, we know as well I, as they do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, Steph. Um, yes, you've seen. <laughs> you saw two hours and ten minutes of Fast Five, mm-hmm. the manliest movie. Perhaps of 2011. Do you feel like you know anything 
you didn't already know about the world of men just by watching this film? Um, I learned that every man is a little gay. <laughs> every man is a little gay. That uh, And it's know. not subtle. You just have to kind of look for it. And Freud and Kinsey would both uh, agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Every man, every woman, everyone's a little bit gay. Yeah. And in the fast world of... You know, the world of the fast saga, every man is a lot gay. So, so gay. <laughs> they don't talk about it. They just they get real close to each other, it. and that's their mating call. Yes. <laughs> just get real close to each other, <laughs> stare really longingly, and then flex. And, that's right. And, that would be the greatest gay stuff. reveal in Hollywood. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> if Dwayne and Vin were like, they hate to say it, we're gay and we're family. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, here's the thing, though. The Rock and Vin Diesel hate each other in real life. Oh. Really? Yeah, uh, they have a feud. They I can't a, imagine The Rock hating anybody. They have a, they have an Instagram feud. Basically, The Rock goes on Instagram and and sub and like not subtweets, but he goes on Instagram and essentially subtweets Vin calling him a candy ass. He's like he's when he talks about the that candy sounds ass, pretty gay. It, it right? sounds so gay. It sounds so gay. Okay, but then Vin for the most part stays out of it. But then Tyrese Gibson fights on Vin Diesel's behalf and tries to like start shit with the rock and it's like it's 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 <laughs> such a, it's such toxic a masculinity like at its yeah. core these are very busy people it's so, right and it's such a mismatch. I thought they were family they, right they uh, are the whole thing. they're fighting like brothers is this whole thing fake they're fighting like it got wait are, is what's happening in the movie not happening in real life I thought they were documentaries it got so toxic between them that by the time they did the seventh film they couldn't even be on set together they had to shoot their parts separately <laughs> the and then hell? cg each other into the scene how did they do all that the really close happened? scenes that really happened yes they cgi the closeness they cgi the they didn't see they did the things they cgi they didn't think they, they did. just take out air they just, <laughs> just cgi the rock and vin diesel into scenes together because they couldn't stand being around each other oh my god that's like bill murray and chevy chase and caddyshack <laughs> yeah exactly the same thing exactly that's, that's a bummer why does he think vin's a candy ass what does that mean? I don't really right? know what the, the 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 um I don't really know. My what, head goes what, to butt stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it, it kind of feels like butt stuff. I think the idea is, is that the Rock uh, thinks that Vin Diesel is like a prima donna and doesn't do enough of his own stunts. Where the Rock is like, I'll just do whatever. And like, I, it's like it's like this manly sort of call out thing. Like they're so testosterone oh, around each other that they just. Yeah. Yeah. I guess just he's be, just like hate. He, really, what he's saying is he hates himself. Because really, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, Dwayne's like everybody needs to work as hard as me, or you're a candy ass. Like exactly. That. You need to eat four thousand calories. The a only day. people that do all their stunts are like him, Jackie Chan, and Tom Cruise. Yeah. All nuts. So like that. Those are the non-candy asses of the world. That's I it. Guess. Three guys. <laughs> Three guys. Yes. Three guys. Yes. Candy ass. The rest of them are like, oh, my I name's like my Vin Diesel and I'm a candy ass. <laughs> I'd own it. That'd be my bio. That's what CAA actually stands for. Candy ass anonymous. Candy ass anonymous. <laughs> uh, all right, Michael Martin. Uh, do you feel like you've come away with any further uh, understanding of, of the world of bros uh, after after watching Fast Five? Yeah, we don't talk about our feelings. We stare them out. We stare them out. Yeah, and that's yeah. how we communicate. Yeah, I remember in my in my bro days because you know I was I was broing it until not very long ago, <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of staring. Yeah, you had stare downs. I had a lot of stare downs. I stared down. It actually kind of is a thing sometimes. Yeah, it is a thing. I stared down this guy at work one time. He was about a foot taller than me, and I stared him down. And then he actually looked a lot like Vin Diesel. <laughs> and then he just. 
we just like stared at each other and then he started laughing he's like you're all right and then we became <laughs> friends and we, we hung out your family <laughs> right is that what they based the fast and furious over i've never life. stared yeah. at someone i've never looked a person in the eyes yeah <laughs> my entire scary. life it's, yeah. it's tough I, this guy was a foot taller and i stared him down then like then he laughed and was like all right we're family now and then that was it I think that's how I'm going to try to get every future job from Did this happen at Olive Garden? Was this between you and a waiter at Olive Garden? I, did, you, did you used to work at Olive I Garden? I wish. I wish. It was at, a, it was at this shitty call center job I worked at in Florida, and it was wonderful that moment. Oh I will never Lord. forget. You um, won that day. I won. I won life that day. And then she went home and wrote the Fast and Furious yes, screenplay. Right. Plot twist, Gina wrote all I the wrote movies. all these movies. What if we made that interaction a billion-dollar series? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap this up, Steph Dag. Please tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and uh, around town. Um, you can find me on any LA bus, uh, because I don't have a license, and you can find me. You on are Inst- you are not fast, but you are furious. I am about it. absolutely Ooh. fucking furious and miserable. And my um Instagram is at Steph S T E F D A G Z Steph Dags, and um, there you can just see my musings about living in LA. Also, I need friends, so you know. Well, we're here. Strangers well, on the podcast. Well, well Michael's find me. But yeah, <laughs> kill <laughs> me. Yeah, pal. yeah, we're all pals now. All right, Michael Martin. Let everyone know uh, where they can find you on the internet and uh, in your neck of the woods. All right, uh, home underscore halfway on Twitter. Home halfway no underscore on Instagram. And then Spitfire <laughs> uh, comedy show on Instagram and Spitfire comedy on Twitter. It's uh, the last Thursday of every month in Chicago. It is uh, really, really funny. Comedians take uh, shots of hot sauce halfway through their set in order to be able to extend it. And uh, the crowd loves the sadism of it. So it's love a lot it. of fun. Love it. Love it. If I'm ever in Chicago, I I, I, I absolutely volunteer as tribute. I, I am a hot sauce aficionado. Oh, good. I, I It's not that hot, but it, you'll, it'll make you think about it for a minute. Uh, and uh, and as for me, you can find me on all the social media at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. And right here on the More Banana Network uh, for Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, welcome to Brazil. And Brazil! <laughs> Where we're all family. And we all have guns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.